Earlier today, I was at the pickleball courts at the beautiful Indian Wells Tennis Garden, and that is because I am here at the 2022 USA Pickleball Nationals in Palm Desert, California. Love coming down to this tournament. What I want to do on today's episode of Pickleball Problems is talk to you about some something etiquette related. Something happened out on the courts today that I saw really like, kind of... It didn't shock me, but it kind of surprised me because it was a pretty intense conflict that happened out there. And what I want to do in this episode of the show, it's going to be a short one, is to talk about the specific situation and really answer the question, how should we handle a bad call or when we perceive that a bad call was made against us? Because the guys that were on the court today did not handle it that well. And I'm going to tell you all about it in just a sec. Welcome back to this special Nationals edition of Pickleball Problems. We're going to be coming at you from Nationals throughout the course of the tournament. I don't know if it's going to be every day or every other day, but when I see stuff going on in the court, I want to tell you about it. I'm going to share my experience here at the tournament, and you can see all our social media. We do tons of posts, but specifically, I want to focus a little bit on etiquette, and at least today, how you handle things. So let me set the stage for you. This is a senior doubles men's pickleball match and uh, I believe it was game number one and it was a pretty tight match it was pretty close I think the score was 10-10 and this is a refereed match okay so 10-10 we got team A that's serving team B that's receiving so I'm watching and I'm sort of up above the the courts looking down on it team A's on the far side and uh, the guy's standing on the left hand side of the court now both his opponents as this guy's getting ready to serve, are standing up around their kitchen. So the Team B guys are both kind of around the kitchen. I'm like, oh, what are they doing just sort of standing there? And the one guy on the right-hand side of the court is sort of looking over at the ref, just kind of looking at the ref. And the ref, you know, he's sort of looking at him, sort of. Anyway, ref goes ahead and calls the score, 10-10-2. And the guy on the left side of the court, Team A, who's about to serve, even though Team B, both guys are around the kitchen line, the guy on the left side of the court serves. And of course, it goes right past both of them. I mean, they can't hit it anyway. They're both standing around the kitchen. Can't volley it. Ball goes right past them for like an ace, for a winner. No one even touches it. And the two Team B guys, really one Team B guy in particular, looks at the ref and starts saying, wait, what are you doing? Ref says, I called the score. He says, yeah, but I was asking you. I was asking you if we were in the right position or if it was the right return or whatever it was. Ref says, I didn't hear you asking anything. Anyway, and so the Team A guy served. And, you know, by the rule, you're allowed to serve once the referee calls the score. In fact, you have to serve within 15 seconds of the referee calling the score. And they served. Ball goes right by them. Team B is, like, livid. Really, this one guy is quite livid. Anyway, so it's now 11-10. 11-10-1, let's call it. Team A, they're now serving from the right side of the court. So the Team B guy hustles back, same guy who was already upset. The serve gets hit, cross-court. It lands, no kidding. Remember, the score now is like 11-10-1, it's game point. Guy hits the serve, Team A guy. Team B guy, who's already upset, ball lands easily six inches inside the baseline. Guy on Team B calls it out. Crowd goes wild, they're upset, they see it's in, I see it's in. I'm recording this, I'll, I'll post on our um, on the Third Shot Sports uh, Instagram. Maybe I'll do it as an Instagram story, how far in this ball was. But um, ball ends way in. Guy just catches the ball, calls it out, right? Like he's getting payback because he had already said to those guys, he's like, hey, that was cheap. That was cheap that you served even though we weren't ready. The guy's like, well, what? The score's called. What am I supposed to do? 
Anyway, so his idea of payback, the Team B guy, was to cheat and to call that ball out. And I call it cheating. I've, in the past, I've said, look, it's only cheating if there's intent. Sometimes you make bad calls. As far as I can tell, I mean, I can't see inside the guy's head, but as far as I can tell, he was mad. This ball was clearly in. He called it out, and uh, that was cheating. He was trying to cheat. And uh, the Team A guys are like, whoa, 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 wait a second. And they appeal to the referee, who then says, with like a fair bit of verve, the ball was on the line, point. And of course, then that means game, 12-10. Well, the Team B guy doesn't even argue doesn't even argue that, no, in fact, that ball was out. You shouldn't have called it in. He knows he cheated. His partner, I have, like, can imagine being that guy's partner. Anyway, so the guys go up to the net to tap paddles. Team B guy says that it was cheap. Team A guy's like, what? We got to serve. Called the score. If you got a problem, you got a problem with the ref, not with us. And the guy's like, yeah, I do have a problem with the ref. So then he starts having words with the ref and tosses the ball underhand, to be fair, and throw it. But, like, clearly toss the ball, like, at the guy's chest. Ball hits the guy in the chest, the ref. Anyway, so the guy's still chirping in between uh, during the water break between game one and two, and then comes back over. And uh, they go on, and the Team A that won that first game went on and like destroyed the guys, the Team B guys in the second game. Wasn't even close. And I stayed and I watched a fair bit of it, and what was pretty evident to me was that the Team B guys, especially this one guy in particular, right, the one who believed he was asking the ref about the positioning the one who cheated on the call he was rattled he was rattled the entire time and consequently team a goes on to win so what i want to do here today now that i've like told you that little story is like well what happened like what would have been a better way to handle this scenario right what would be a better way and it could be because you feel like the referee did something bad against you right? Or it could be your opponents, you think, made a bad call or whatever it was. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. And then when we come back, let's talk about how I would suggest handling the situation. This episode of Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Pickleball Coaching International. PCI is an industry leader when it comes to pickleball coach education and instructor certification. I should know. I built it. PCI offers instructor certification that is 100% online. So that means you don't have to wait for them to come into town. You don't have to miss work or miss school or travel or stay overnight in a hotel. PCI instructor certification is available when you want and where you want. You can go at your own speed. I think it's a great program. The level one certification has been out for years and level two is now live. If you want more comprehensive pickleball coach education, if you want to do a deep dive into lesson planning and giving great feedback and improving the performance of your players, you are going to love PCI's level two program. Head over to PCI Pickleball today. Check it out. Pickleball Coaching International. We make good coaches even better. Welcome back to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Renison. We are live at Nationals for the 2022 USA Pickleball National Championships here in Palm Desert, California. It's a beautiful day here, always is, or almost always is, here at the Indian Wells Tennis Garden. So I just told you the scenario about uh, a, a guy on a team who felt like he was sort of cheated by the referee or not heard. Anyway, he goes on, he gets upset, and and the feelings he had after losing game number one sort of carried over into game number two. And by the way, after the whole match was over, the guy was still upset. He was still complaining to the ref. He still complained to the other players. So what should he have done differently? Okay, what should he have done differently? So first of all, I mean, the way he could have made sure that this situation didn't happen in the first place was that he or his partner, instead of just asking the referee 
um, were we in the right place, what's the score, whatever, is like you got to raise your paddle, right, or your hand or something. Make it obvious to everyone, including the players on the court, that you're not ready to return the serve. I mean, maybe it was obvious because they were standing in a weird place, but raise your paddle. That's a way to indicate to everyone, hey, don't play yet. We've got a question. But the guy didn't do that, okay? So let's, let's deal with the reality here. He didn't do that. The serve went by. No one touched it guy gets upset. So what I would do in this scenario, first of all, on the next point when he cheated his opponents, like that's not going to help, right? If anyone's paying attention and they all were, they're going to see that you made this bad call. The referee's there to overrule it. And that is what happened. Really, the person you cheated here was your partner, right? You didn't give your partner a chance. You just sort of threw them under the bus. So what would I have done differently? Well, if I realized at this time that I was still like quite upset, um, I would have called a timeout, right? I would have called a timeout to sort of cool off or to talk with the referee. I also might have used Rule 13J. And 13J, you can, you can look it up yourself in the 2022 rulebook, but Rule 13J essentially is if you disagree with a referee's call, then you can ask for the head referee or a supervisor. And I might have done that in this situation. And again, it's, it's sort of a questionable call, whether, but I might have done that if for no other reason than to given to have given myself and my partner like a minute to cool off because right now the like temperature was so elevated the guy was so i mean he was so upset that he cheated on the next call right blatantly cheated so what i would have done is i would have um taken at least a timeout, or maybe even said to the referee look i feel like there's a problem out here um I'm questioning this, I'd like to talk to the head referee. And that could have given you enough space and time, even if the head referee comes out and like nothing changes, but to at least hopefully cool down a little bit so cooler heads can prevail. So that's why I would have suggested is using rule 13J, say, hey, can we have a supervisor come out? Can we have a, a head referee? We wanna discuss that. So anyway, then uh, I would not have made this blatantly bad line call <laughs> on the very next point, because that didn't help anyone, except the other team, I guess. Um, and then I would have used that time between games to find a way to sort of reset, right? To take a break, um, to take a little walk. I think the guy's partner, who I didn't see him do anything really proactive to kind of calm down his friend, um, should have done something. Depending on how much pro pickleball you watch, you may have seen uh, a couple of weeks ago, Lee and Annalie Waters had something sort of similar happen. There was something that had to do with lobbying and being upset. And, and mom, Lee Waters, was visibly upset and like frustrated. Annalie handled it really well. She sort of took her mom by the shoulders and said, hey, like we need to calm down. She called the timeout. We need to calm down. We need to get cooler or else this one, this one error um, or this one kind of like moment is going to adversely affect the rest of the game. So these guys didn't do that. Uh, I mean, look, I think you're responsible for your own behavior, but when you're playing in a team, you also have a responsibility, I think, to help out your teammate. So that's what I would have suggested. Um, but they did let this one incident really impact their whole rest of the game. And that's unfortunate for them. Um, but you know, that's kind of what happens when you play competitive sports. All right, that is it for this episode. A little quickie here from Nationals. Uh, I'm going to be coming at you more frequently over the next 10 days while we're here at Nationals, uh, telling you a little bit about what's going on. I love talking about etiquette stuff that we see, so I'm going to keep my eyes peeled, and if we see something that would be perhaps helpful on the podcast, then we'll bring it up. Uh, quick plug, we are posting tons of great content. I think it's great content from Nationals. You can find it on all our social media. Check out Instagram, we're at Third Shot Sports. Check out TikTok, we're at Third Shot Sports. On Facebook, we're at Third Shot Sports. Uh, we're posting lots of great stuff here. 
Okay. If you have any questions or you have anything you want me to watch out for, why not send me an email? Mark at thirdshotsports.com is the way to get in touch with me. And once again, if you're a pickleball coach or you're thinking about becoming a certified instructor, check out Pickleball Coaching International, pcipickleball.com. That's the instructor certification program we run. Feedback has been great. We've got a level one program. We've got a level two program. Both are offered online, so you can do it whenever it works for you. All right, I'm heading over to the courts again. I hope you have a great day, and I hope you check out some of our great pickleball content live at Nationals 2022. We're having a great time. Take care.